We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Welcome back into yet another installment of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Thank you, as always, to the voice of the Upstate Beer Boys, Mr. Chris Hitchcock. Check out his music on all your streaming platforms. You can find the, the Mayor Stephen on Instagram at Southern Bling Beer Reviews. You can find the Sage Wayne. Search him on YouTube, Wayne's Beer Delivery, and on Instagram and Twitter by the same name, at Wayne's Beer Delivery. And yours truly, producer and humble correspondent, Chase. Find me on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, at Nutmeg2Palmetto. We are joined by a special guest who will be joining us a little later on to talk more about his ventures down in Anderson at Magnetic South. That is the unmistakable and oft-famous Adam, a.k.a. cousin of Magnetic South. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Fantastic. Better now that I have a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So, cousin, before we get into our formal interview with you, we always like to go around the table and share a quick beer before we get into a more formal discussion. This This is a sampling from fellow upstate brewery, Fireforge Crafted Beer, previous guest of our show. This was a collaboration with the Pink Boots Society. It's a hazy double I, d- d- double I, a hazy double IPA, checking in at eight and a half percent. And why don't we all just take the nose, gentlemen? What do we think? I think I need a bigger glass. <laughs> you you chose these glasses. Glass <laughs> of beer? <laughs> Shot a shooter. Definitely hazy in color. Yep. Juicy citrus. Juicy citrus, stone fruit. Stone fruit. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that they used, and I don't know the Pink Boot Society. I know they give out a pop blends, like YCH, the pop supplier. Yeah. So I think every year they like Change part of the Pink Boots beer, if they brewed it in like collaboration with that. Smells like a good year. That's see, that's where I know I've still got a long way to go in the beer beer review game. Is like you picked out Stone Fruit right away, and I'm like, I don't know what that smells like. I've heard the name about a thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> what's any Stone Fruit like? Peach, passion fruit, like anything with a. Stone oh, that's an umbrella uh, term. Yeah, it's an yeah, umbrella yeah. term. I gotcha. It's like typical juice beers will all have that citrus, okay. Stone Fruit. That's why our guests brew beer, so we can learn shit. That's right. <laughs> I'm ready for the next beer. I'm the, I mean, I'm the worst person to learn shit from. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm picking a grapefruit. It's got that bright citrusy hop, uh, that bright citrusy bite to it. It is. I got a little, a little grapefruit, big citrus, little passion fruit on the tongue. Very nice, clean body, like all the way through front to back smooth, not overly bitter. Especially for like a big double, we already said it was eight and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes more like a 
seven, high six, low seven? Yeah, definitely high six. But yeah, no, eight and a half is good. It's you don't get that good, like that hard alcohol burn in the back. All right, so I'm buddies up at Haw River, up in Saxapaha, um, came down. So part of this deal, we all get some peaches out of Clemson um, and do a, a like a peach beer. So they were down here a couple weeks ago pick, picking up peaches. They came and dropped off this citra melon beer. Uh, it's an East Coast IPA, unfiltered, and it's brewed with fresh watermelon, tons of citra hop. It's a 6.7%. I mean, I've had this in the cooler since they came down and need an excuse to. <laughs> We're a good excuse. We like being yeah. an excuse. Aroma is a lot of the hops to me. You short poured yourself. Maybe the water, time. maybe the watermelon comes in a little bit, but I it's mostly get hops. Like that sweetness, like oh, yeah. meat fruit from the watermelon, but tons of citra. Yeah. Tons of citrus. And citra is a funny thing to me. Like the you know the two main ones are citra mosaic, and everyone's either like in one camp or the other. And I recently had the opportunity to try a beer that beers that were specifically only citra, only mosaic, no other variants, no other hops. And I don't know. I I, I thought like, oh yeah, I'm definitely team citra over team mosaic. And having a citra beer that was just citra, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, team everything. So yeah, this is it's good. The citra melon definitely across the palate is huge watermelon flavors, not overly sweet. It's definitely fresh watermelon. I know these guys up at Hall River. They do a lot of foraging. They get local like fruits, berries. They process and puree them all themselves. So, and they're not like big smoogie. You know, like, yeah. No, yeah. It's very well-balanced. The watermelon comes through much more on the flavor. Yes, yeah, it it's fresh. not just big, sweet watermelon, right? Yeah. It's not like candied watermelon. It's real, like, you always get some of that meaty. Like, watermelon doesn't really have, like, pith flavor, but that meat pith, like, like almost you were eating a watermelon. Yeah. Spin out the seasonal. Coated in citron. <laughs> yeah. Time to do the watermelon crawl. Well, cousins, stick with us, if you will, please. We'll go into more of the ventures of Magnetic South next up. As always, thanks to our sponsors, Promotion Graphics and Upstate Realty for sponsoring our on-site banner. Thank you to John Sharkey of the Greenville Crest Beer Festival. We will see you in November. And as always, our home away from home, Eddie Winningham of the Clock Tower Taproom and Billiards in downtown Simpsonville. Folks, stick with us. Upstate Beer Boys, Cousin will be back next talking more about Magnetic South. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. At that hangout my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down Just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned To the only joint my mama ever burned I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on Welcome back to Upstate Beer Boys Podcast Fellas, I'm so excited to finally be in downtown Anderson Today we had the pleasure of sitting down with Adam Best known as cousin to the beer community 
and we're going to talk to him about his brewery, Magnetic South, here in downtown Anderson. Adam, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your brewery. Well, how y'all doing? It's, it's a pleasure to be out here. Uh, doing good, snacking, snacking and drinking. Oh, yeah. Nothing better on a Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the brewery, Magnetic South, was founded like three-ish years ago, but maybe it's been five. <laughs> um, you know, dates. Dates are a hard thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, me and uh, one of our partners, Paul Kane, met through a mutual friend. Uh, he was thinking about starting a brewery, and I was working at Thomas Creek Brewery at the time. And, you know, being a brewer, it's always a dream to have your own place. Uh, so, yeah, we started talking, uh, met our third partner, Tanner Coombs. Again, for mutual friends, he was trying to start his own brewery in Clemson. We were originally, like, shooting for a Clemson brewery. Um, so we just linked up. We were kind of at the same point in our project together where it was like, hey, why... Why don't we just join forces, do this together? We can all, you know, fix something in the team, right? Paul's an attorney. I was the brewer. Tanner has a big finance background, so, you know, numbers and all that. So it's kind of like the perfect team, get together, um, and then start looking. So originally we were trying to go in the old Astro Movie Theater, downtown Clemson. Um, some snags and holdups there. It, I guess it, the money to upfit and build there was kind of overshadowed on our part. It got really expensive, and then, of course, COVID happened, uh, you know, which was a disaster. You know, downtown Clemson pretty much got, sh you know, shut down completely. All the students were sent home, and we, it, it just, we really had to sit back and rethink our whole strategy. Uh, of relying on that to be our, our main source of business. I mean, because it was, Clemson University was a ghost town when, when COVID happened, mm -hmm. and it was scary. Um, so, yeah, so then we found this building, downtown Anderson, um, and it seemed great. It was actually an old A&P grocery. I think it was built, and I, I don't know this for sure, but the guess is somewhere between the 20s and the 40s. No, that's a, <laughs> it's a 20 year gap but <laughs> um, roof structure is beautiful yeah it's curved barrel roof and that's what we've heard all over the place so the beehive next door at one time used to be like on main street and I, and I think when A&P came in they moved it back so that they could have this whole lot because you know next door now where our um, the north main commons is that's our beer garden so yeah we came in here this place was, the last it was, was a car quest. And we came in in the front, it was so funny, it was still set up like a car quest, right? All those pegboard walls. Yeah. And then once you got behind like the customer facing wall, it was still set up like a grocery, like a grocery store where we're sitting, right? Like homemade meat cutting rooms and homemade coolers. Like none of these fancy panel coolers that we have. It was like a drywalled room with FRP and basically an AC unit pumping in there to keep it cold. Um, so yeah, they came in. We signed our lease in September of 21. 
So no, not even 20. a year. Oh, September okay. of 20. <laughs> um, so yeah, end of COVID, right? We were still really worried about it. And we were talking about like a one year kind of feel of a build out. So it's like perfect. We can open like, let's shoot for beginning of September 21, right? Um, and actually we might've thought about it. All that became such a fast blur. We were probably trying to open it in the spring and it just got pushed back to like September. Because in that time, like last year, we were just beginning to feel the ripples of not being able to get stuff due to COVID. Um, you know, like we opened without our doors and windows on the bar side, looking into the courtyard. It was sheet metal just hanging over those openings because we couldn't get the garage doors. Hey, whatever works. Oh, so it was more logistical things for the structure of the building, not so much hops or yeah. anything yeah, this to is, make the beer. This is more build-out stuff. And it's the same effects that we're finally seeing for our Greenville location. So, you know, to continue on the story, story so we opened this place uh, September of 22. So we're coming up on our one-year anniversary this year, which we'll be having a huge three-day party um, I think this is September 17th, that weekend. Um, and then so shortly after in 20, when we signed our lease for our Anderson location, we were in the works of op- like talking and opening our second location. Like why not just go bang in, right? So I, I'm, I think it was either the beginning of 21, like beginning half of the year, we signed a lease for our second location with the anticipation of opening in the spring of 22. So that location is gonna be at Judson Mill, um, kind of downtown Greenville, uh, right there in the, you know, they call it building four. They're gonna rename it eventually. And I don't remember what that name is. And they're gonna kill me if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got a 10,000 square foot space there where we'll have a same size system, pretty much the same brewing equipment, a 10 barrel. Um, we're just going to have a lot more uh, customer seating area there. So everything in the back will be smushed. Um, that's going to open first, I would say Q4 22 or Q1 of 23. Uh, and then we were actually working on a Clemson location too. Oh, wow. At, um, at the, the project's called Dockside Clemson. It's on 123 in Clemson. The old site, I believe, was a Holiday Inn that they ripped down. It's now a multi-use space. There's student housing, a bunch of other retail, restaurant, and we'll have, like, dock and lake access. So you're kind of like new kid on the block still, but you're rapidly expanding faster than most of your contemporaries. I mean, you might, you, well, we don't call them competitors. It's a brotherhood of beer, right? Contemporaries. You know? Contemporaries. <laughs> I thought you said competitors. No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the deal was, like, let's just get in it. Let's get after it. You know, the market was hot for leasing, so things were very competitive. And, and, you know, we just got some good deals. So we decided it was in our best interest to, if we don't do it now, right, what are we going to wait five years and then mm-hmm. think about doing it? Then we're in, we're comfortable. We're out of our comfort zone now. Might as well just stay out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And just keep, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what the hell, you know? Risk now, benefit later. But yeah, so here we are, you know, end of our first year, kind of, in Anderson. The city has been great to us. The city was super easy to work with. They they got us a nice plaza built outside that we call the North Main Commons. We do a lot of live music now. Now that that space is fully done, 
and you know we can really schedule it heavy, get some stuff going on. We got a beer festival coming August sixth, where we got twenty three breweries. Oh my! It's pretty much everyone from Greenville, bunch out of. We got New Groove coming from Spartanburg, New Grass, Hall River. Got some North Carolina friends coming down. Did some collabs with some friends out of town just to make sure that they're here. Black Irish will be making their debut. Uh, we did we did a collab with them. They did another collab with our buddy uh, at Southern Side. So we'll be bringing their beer. Those two collabs will be pouring. Just so you know, Josh Caprell, who is going to be their brewer, he's a good friend of mine. We work together at Thomas Creek. So I'm just trying to like get the love out there, and it, to be selfish, the beer fest was more for me. <laughs> I'm trying to get all the friends together to hang out because we're all so busy. Either yeah. own, we own breweries, we work at breweries that are just slammed. It's just we have families, so we don't have a lot of time like we used to. Because 90% of us worked together at one time at Thomas Creek, so we hung out all the time, and you know, it's you know, there's few days now where we actually get to like spend some time together. So. It's going to be a good time. I, I get that vibe because, I mean, the three of us met through our uh, Instagram persona, beer personas, and there's a lot of other people that we've all met since that we have close connections with. So I feel like that's kind of a similar thing. Like, the you with the other brewers is kind of like us with the other influencers. You know, you say that it's for you, but really the city of Anderson could use a beer fest anyway. Uh-huh. So, you know, mm-hmm. just, we can run with that, too. Yeah, and I don't want to cloud. So Barnhouse has been doing the peachening down here for a couple years. So there has been a beer festival happening. There was, um, I feel like there was another festival in Anderson. The Brouhaha. I think that was Jake Grove put that on. I feel like that was in Anderson, too, at a baseball field or something. Well, this one sounds like it's going to be more epic. Yeah, it's going to be epic. We'll have a good time. Uh, we'll have a good VIP area. The beehive's been nice in us to uh, give us some space for the VIP guests that we have come in. And then, yeah, we'll have the whole courtyard, 23 tents out there. It's going to be tight, chaotic. We'll have a DJ. It's going to be a fun day. All right. Well, first of all, thanks for having us here today. And as we all know, the upstate South Carolina area is booming, expanding, building everywhere which means the craft beer scene here is also expanding and moving. And for basically, since we started this podcast, everyone has said, we need to talk to you. Because we're on the show, we need to visit Magnetic South. So I'm glad that we're finally here. Um, You've already kind of touched on the building itself. So what is the meaning behind the name Magnetic South? Well, first, I'm glad people like tell you to come talk to me that means a lot <laughs> sometimes you feel a little lost out here in anderson you know when everyone else is in greenville um but yeah so the meaning behind magnetic south it, it tanner so one of the partners tanner actually brought this name to the table when we were first like talking about names and we actually shut the name down we were like nah it's not very good we don't like it there's something better out there circle around like two months later it's like still looking at all these names on this piece of paper. We're like, what about Magnetic South? Like, that's a good name, right? And Tanner's sitting in the back, like, what's up, guys? Like, you know, <laughs> like, okay. so now you're trying to take credit yeah. for my name. <laughs> you were just spit on us oh, a yeah. month and a half ago. <laughs> Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? 
Did we ever argue about the Upstate Beer Boys name? I don't think so. <laughs> Seems like there's some grudges being held. <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. But yeah, so Magnetic South, right? So none of us are... Paul is originally from South Carolina. He went to school uh, at USC for his law degree. Tanner's originally from West, West Virginia. I'm originally from New England, D.C., like spent my time up in the Northeast. And some reason we were all like brought down to the upstate of South Carolina. So the first part of it, right, we like to think that the South is very magnetic, right? You look at all these, these lists that are coming out now, Greenville, the upstate, they're making top ten lists of places to live right now in the, in the country. Um, and then the other thing that's very magnetic about the South is just the way of life down here, right? Everything's slower. People are very hospitable. Um, you know, just it's, it's a good time. You got lake life, mountain life, all right here. So it just, you know, we're trying to encompass everything that the South had to offer, put it into a brand, and bring it here. So, and that goes all the way to our beer, right? We make very, we make beer for anyone to enjoy, right? A simple craft beer guy to someone who, comes in and asks for what's the lightest thing on the menu. So you guys have Michelob Ultra. You know, we, we try to train our staff not to use those words back to them, but <laughs> we have something very, we have something anyone can like. You know, you're a five-star on Untapped. You know, we'll have a good beer for you. Um, and then all the way down to, you know, like this Crispy Boy Summer collab that I'm drinking now. It's a 3.5% table pilsner that anyone can enjoy. So yeah, that's kind of like, there it is, you know? And then our logo is, the top part is like a big capital M, and the bottom is the, the compass rose arrow pointing south. So oh, if you actually, see, I would have thought that was all one continuous thing with well, the text so in the middle. If you remove oh. the text, it then becomes one continuous thing. So we're actually doing some tweaks on it for our one year anniversary. Uh, we have some original logos that we had drawn, and it was just like a big compass rose with the bottom filled in. But the top was always meant to kind of like look like an M, but also to complete the compass rose arrow. So I gotcha. Um, now, I would say that was the hardest part was the logo. We I, I have like 15 pages of logos that we're going to eventually release, and some of them are like I did on Photoshop, and they're horrible. But it's like. It would still make a sweet T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's yeah, origin. Yeah, I have a more local-based question next. But being that you said you have a background from the Northeast, what kind of styles did you take with you coming down here from the Northeast? So unfortunately, all my time up there, I was under twenty-one. Oh, so I moved, <laughs> I moved to Bowling Springs, Spartanburg, when I was twenty. And I turned 21 in the South, so not a whole lot, right? My dad brewed beer when we were kids. That's how I picked up home brewing. He actually gave me all his home brewing stuff. Uh, but he wasn't a big IPA, IPA guy or anything. So he taught me more more of the lines of, I mean, I still have his old, all his old recipes, but there's a lot of ambers and lagers and uh, not so hoppy stuff. Uh, Wayne's beers. Yeah, those are the beers. Lager <laughs> beer is the only beer. Yeah. <laughs> this crispy boy is really good. That might that might make a, a little bit of a comeback off air when we're done. 
Um, now you spoke a little bit about how how um, easy to work with Anderson, the city of Anderson or Anderson County was. You're still in the upstate, but a good hike from Greenville and Spartanburg. So what sets apart the beer scene and beer culture down here versus in those cities or even Atlanta, which is not too far from here, or the low country, the Midlands? What sets apart the beer, cu- the beer culture in this part of the state um, versus anywhere else? Or, 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 or was it so infantile that you're just kind of setting it yourself? So I think beer culture is beer culture, right? No matter where you go, Atlanta, California, people who go to breweries go to breweries for a reason, right? It's, they like beer. If there's food there, they're hoping for a good meal. Uh, it's all a big community thing. So they're coming to sit down at the bar and talk with somebody. I think a brewery that you know can have a tap room like we are blessed to be able to have now in the South, or especially in South Carolina, you're kind of picking up more of that restaurant vibe where you're not a dingy, you know, hole-in-the-wall bar. County. Lot, County. <laughs> yeah. County bar. <laughs> a lot of breweries now are family-friendly, and they focus on being family-friendly, right? Bring the wife, bring the kids, bring the dogs, bring everybody, come for the whole afternoon, stay for the evening kind of, kind of mentality. And that's what we've gone for here. I think what we're doing here in Anderson... I don't want to say hasn't been done before because it most certainly has this concept in other communities. Like if you look at Greenville, what's happening here in like this North Main Commons area with us, with the Beehive, the new dead building going across the street, the big park, you know, it's been captured from other communities. You look at Hampton Station, you look at um, Holland Park up there. You know, you look at what Judson Mill is going to be doing, where our second location is, right? These there, there are things that have been done. So we just basically snapshot that, took it and placed it here because it was a concept that worked. The biggest thing I think for us here in Anderson was we were family friendly. There was not a lot of bars, and I don't want to call it a bar because we are a brewery, that were very family friendly, right? Come bring the kids and they can run around. They can be inside, they can be outside, they're safe. You know, you can, you just can't do that at a regular restaurant because it, it's different with table service and stuff. You know, you got a kid running into a waiter carrying a tray of hot soup. <laughs> so, bad news. So yeah, we tried to bring that whole family environment here. You know, we got games, skee-ball, pool, Pinball, and I think that's something we're going to bring with us everywhere. Our Greenville location, the taproom space will be a little larger, so we plan to have more more games like that. And they're good for adults too. I mean, you see the adults go over there get excited about ski ball. They haven't played ski ball in twenty years. Any adult that doesn't get excited over yeah. ski ball is not an adult I want to converse with. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and then the, like the park being done, it's a great space out there. It's still developing. You know, we, we realize it's kind of hot out there, so we're getting some shade stuff put in. The live music aspect every Friday. And again, it's not just for adults, right? The kids can come, run around on the grass while the adults enjoy the music or whatever event we have going on. So um, we've definitely tried to keep that, that happy here. And I think that's what's made us so successful in Anderson. All right, so you have some pretty cool beer names. 
that we were laughing at earlier when we were, well, I was laughing at them just because. You're a funny guy. Well, I like, <laughs> I like beer names. Yeah, I like beer names. So where, did you, where do you come up with the ideas? You have, like, some of the workers here help you out? Or? Well, we do have a big group text with all the workers for beer names. And some of them get used sometimes. And I have I'm probably a list of 10 pages deep of beer names that, like, you, you know, you're sitting around. The worst thing about naming a beer is you can't just be like, all right, here's a beer, name it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work that way. No. Uh, it, it just, I get immediately creatively blocked in my brain. I'm like, I don't know. Just name whatever you want. So it's, you know, you're sitting around drinking and someone says something funny, so you write it down. Believe it or not, I have only probably pulled three names off that list because they just don't fit for anything. So I think one I pulled off was Davy Jones Lager, <laughs> which was like a Vienna Lager I wanted to make and call it Davy Jones. And it's at one of our top-selling dark lagers. But everything else is pretty much like something relative that's happened to us. So if you go back to our original beer, the first beer we ever released was Premier Pills. Right, it was a German Pilsner, and it kind of changed as we made it. It progressed into like a Hellas, then just back to like a clean Pils, um, then into like a Czech Pils, and then the like German Czech blends. Um, and we just kind of left the name the same and just changed the versions. Uh, so that was like our big premiere, and it was spelled like premiere, like a movie theater, like a movie premiere. Is that calling back to your plans to trying to get that movie oh, theater yeah. location? Oh, yeah. I got a whole list of movie theater names. <laughs> so we still made, like, one of the next beers we rolled out was, like, Red Carpet Red. Yeah. Uh, I saw one was called Something Construction. So now you get into, that like... Was, that was cool. Now you get into yeah. our whole... We started our IPA series, and we're just, it's our crisis series. So pretty much any time we were contract brewing and selling beer out of our draft trailer in front of the smoking pig you know in 2019 20 ish, <laughs> ish. goes with dates again yeah <coughs> Could we, uh, there was all kind of like right we had crisis restored um crisis averted just there's like all these things that we we're just bouncing around so then when we got here and started working in our building it was like construction crisis. We were already open, but all the construction around us, like they're paving Main Street, ripping up our sidewalk. When we opened, like I said, we had metal on the side covering the holes. We had a strip of concrete four foot wide all the way to the road and two bulldozers parked next to the building, right? So the first nine months or six months of business-ish, we were in construction. Uh, and it was all for the greater good. Right, the city dumped all this money in on the streetscaping around us, but so it was a construction crisis. We had uh, someone walk through the when our patio finally got poured. Someone walked through the concrete that was wet with ropes up. So we had a beer. We called it Concrete Footprints. Right, it was a hobby nice. lager, um, <laughs> and it's a lager. Yeah, you think concrete? You think something heavy? Huh? <laughs> I mean, if you look at our board right now, we got sixteen beers up there. Eight of them are lager beer. You know, probably four IPAs. I, there's two session English beers up there. There's just like one sour IPA. So we're all over the place, right? But definitely lager, all kind of lagers. The, the the list of rejected names. 
Is that like stuff that's so far out of left field? Like someone wanted to name a blonde ale Dark Side of the Moon or something? I'm not even going to like There's some that I can't, I'm not even going to say. Because (laughs) A, they're just horrible. Or like, you know, some things just get inappropriate where, you know, some things may be politically like based. And I just, Uh, you can't do that, right? You know what I mean? You you got to remain neutral in the beer industry. I don't know why breweries, you know, all the time you see it on Reddit or they pop up online that, they're getting canceled because they made a stupid decision, right? And so just a, a brewery, bar, restaurant, whatever it is, a public business should always just, you know, you just got to remain neutral. Oh, yeah. I agree. So there is some names that have popped up, and that's why we try to keep fun with it. So we write our names on the tanks when they're fermenting. And this back door, back where we're sitting in the production area, is the exit at the end of the night, right? Last people, first in, last out, will go out this door. Uh, just because the parking lot's right behind it. We're right. safe. You know, they can lock yeah. up up front. They don't got to walk around. So they've been walking and reading these names on these tanks. So one day we, we finally moved the beer, and it was supposed to be uh, English bitter, and the bitterness just wasn't where I wanted. So we just decided to go. It was a, just going to be a mild, right? I didn't feel like dry hopping it. It's like, okay, we'll just do a session English mild. It'll be fine. Well, so when I put it up, the staff was like, well, I don't know. It's supposed to be an ESB, but they're calling it a mild and, you know, whatever. So now we've decided we're never writing the real beer names on these tanks again. <laughs> so it's actually made us start creating beer names before the beer's even done, and then the staff creates even new ones. Because if we just uh, write abbreviations up there, you know, they'll send out in our little group message about like, oh, like what's it? You know, the shoot name for it. So it's been fun. You know, we got a new parking lot, so we named a beer like New Parking Lot Who Dis. <laughs> uh, when we started opening Wednesdays, we had a beer called Now Open Wednesdays. We're going to start opening on Mondays in August, so a new beer eventually will be called Now Open Mondays. You oh, know, could call it Case of the Mondays. Yeah. Oh, the Mondays. So yeah, there's like I don't know. They just come to us. Our draft trailer got stolen in 2020, so we named a beer Stolen Trailer. <laughs> you know, just dude, where's my trailer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I think the only ones that have come out the blue now, we have our Confetti Gun, which is our, our Week Beer series. And I don't like it. You know, we just wanted a Confetti Gun. And then Gas Station Sunglasses, which is our American Light Lager, because everyone just loves cheap, <laughs> shitty Gas Station Sunglasses. <laughs> or the Flea Market. Someone's I mean, I- someone's birthday party featured several of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a... <laughs> We went to Bones. Went to Bones, and I said, "It's my last year in my thirties. I want to do a forever thirties." So we went online and bought tons of Pac-Man stuff that says um, "Totally Eighties." Oh yeah, and it was cheap. And we just went out to Bones, and I bought a thirty-six pack of those sunglasses for twenty bucks on Amazon. <laughs> And said, hey, everybody, be here at 12 o'clock when they open up. And we just let everybody get what they wanted to eat. Hey, so, as a teen in the 80s, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I was born in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. Early 80s. But I mean, Wayne actually remembers them. I was born them. in the 80s. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember them, but I was there. 88, 89. 88, yeah. Yep. Oh, God, my car might be older than you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I have a car that's older than me. There you go. <laughs> Um, last question on the beer names. I'm a big Parks and Rec fan, and I noticed one beer that was uh, Chicho Celts. Chicho Celts. So, 
Mimi, our brewer, actually named that beer. She may, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the reference. So she knows it. If she named it that, I, I, I don't know if I've actually seen Parks and Rec. Don't kill me. <laughs> One more beer name question: Who's the Motley Crue fan? I think we're all Motley Crue. Fans. Everyone yeah! should be a Motley Crue fan. <laughs> Rock out. We were listening to Motley Crue on the way up here. Kickstart your turn. Tell me that's not a Motley Crue reference. I think that was also a Mimi beer name. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be a Motley Crue. It has to be. But anyways. All right. We could talk about beer names all day long. Um, as we know, brewing beer is a collaborative effort into itself. And just what I've observed over the last um, probably two years, I'm kind of okay and not okay with dates, too. It seems like you're very uh, open to collaborations. So what's been your favorite collaboration to date? And also, what brewer would you like to collaborate with that you haven't done one with yet? So part of this whole deal for me when we started this place, I it, it was three years of planning-ish. Uh, and I was still at Thomas Creek at the time. So part of Thomas Creek's business was always to contract brew for people. So I was lucky enough to start brewing beer there. While I worked there, I could brew my own beer. And it was all, basically I was contracting it. So we started putting some beer into the market right before we opened. So that would have been like 2020-ish. We were putting some beer into the market. We had our trailer, it was stolen. We pushed some beer in the market, did some events like at the whale and all that. And um, so my idea was if I go out once a week before we open or a couple times a month and try to brew collabs with my friends that have breweries, that own breweries, don't laugh at the way I say collab. I'm, he says it, I say it the same way, way and they make fun of me all the time. Inside joke. So we got it. <laughs> Our buddies Jesse and Corey. Jesse owns the whale, and Corey's the bar manager, the one in Greenville. We went up as a group and did a whale, Magnite South, and Newgrass collaboration we released last year or this year, whatever. That was the Sockum? No, that was Fla- uh, Flavor Factory. Oh, it was a strawberry okay. shortcake stout, and it actually was my face on the bottle with like a river of strawberries and us on like a little boat going into my mouth. <laughs> if you That's get awesome. on our Instagram, you can see the label. But so we went up there and they made fun of me the whole time because I was like, oh yeah, this collab is going to be really fun. Because like I almost put a hyphen in there. And so now it's just stuck. So now it's like always it's co-co-lab. That is amazing. That's that's good because I always thought that someone got it. One of these two clowns got in your ear after I started saying collab. I'd say, "Hey, get cousin to say collab all the time." Chase looked at me. I did that, but Chase looked at me like, and I'm like, "Yeah." No, I'm definitely, it's definitely a collabber. But yeah, so we we went out and it was. Let's try to get with all these, basically all my homies. And we'll just go brew beer. So, yeah, went up to Newgrass with the Whale and did that one up there with Zach and the crew from the Whale, which we packaged. Uh, went down to Holy City this year. I've known Chris Brown and those guys for a long time. Uh, you know, and they just they opened their new location. 
That one in North Charleston's a big tap room. Yeah, the one out by Park Circle. Uh, it's great. So we got out to go out there and brew on like their Big Daddy four vessel, like massive system. And that was a, that was a good time. And I mean, you brewed a beer with Thomas Creek and uh, Southern Side Five Forks. You know, so basically, like went through the list and Birch Fly South and. Went out to all these places and brewed beer with them. They, you know, put the name on it. They sold it in their tap room, obviously because nice. that wasn't open yet. And that's like w- what this industry was, I think, built on. Was hey, I don't have a brewery yet, but I have a brand I'm trying to build, a brewery I'm trying to build. Let's let's get them together and make beer, right? Your brand is now helping my brand, right? Whatever they say, all floating ships, tides, they go up and. You know, they raise together. (laughs) A lot of people have said that, although not quite as colorful as you just did. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we're a brotherhood. We all want to, you know, we we, we should all want each other to succeed. Absolutely. To the greatest level that we can. And and that's through partnership and helping each other out when we can. Like I said earlier, a lot of us here in the upstate have worked together at Thomas Creek. Or there's like groups that work together at Quest, and then us at Thomas Creek, and we always just we always hung out outside of work. So we started at like this Upstate Brewers Coalition, and it involved a bunch of brewers in the Upstate meeting at Papa's and Beer on a Friday, and, and, and drinking Dosikis Tall Boys and eating <laughs> chips and tacos. And that's what we we like called ourselves the Upstate Brewers Coalition because we just sit around and bitch about our jobs. <laughs> and then talk about things like, hey, what are you doing that I'm not doing? How can I improve my process? And now it's slowly changed. So we did a collab with Liability and had them come out here. And we actually, we've changed the name. We now just call it Bucket Lunch. Because ah. now we go to places and get buckets of beer yeah. and drink buckets of cheap, shitty domestic beer. And then just, you know, do, do the same thing. So oh, yeah. now it's just called Bucket Lunch. Uh, nice. So now we discover the secret of why so many brewers in the upstate like lockers. We all drink Miller High Life. <laughs> I, I like a good High Life. <laughs> Champagne of beers. Or a ham. Or a PBR. I, whatever. I mean, no, I like you're, in, you're in this industry. You drink craft beer all day. Yeah. There is nothing better than just a 28-degree cold Labatt Blue. There's been, there's <laughs> you know, been other people. Other oh, my heart. It aches. I'm more of Team Molson than Team Labatt. <laughs> there's other brewers that have told us that at the end of the day, they want to come home and just get a good old PBR. Or High Life. Or High Life or something. Yeah, that's not a craft beer. And it's got to be cold. Yeah, like cold. Yeah, which is how you don't drink craft beer, right? right. (laughs) I mean, I did. So um, I had a shandy last night at the Whale, and it's from. I think I think Sandy. I think Tetrad, as far as the upstate's concerned. It was like a German brand. It was Ah. in a can, and I mean, it was two point three percent. Is that even beer? <laughs> it was a shandy. So, you know, and it was just like, wow, this, the lemonade base on it, which yeah. is very good, mild, like not a case of heartburn. 
Lugan, Logan, Kugels, or Lighting, whatever. Lube, lighting, lighting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that summer shandy. That's our go-to beer. It's just it's cheap. Yeah. You can buy a bunch of it. Refreshing. Yeah. I'd rather drink lemonade. Well, drink your lemonade. I'm going to drink my lemonade. Shandy. I'm going to actually have a shandy with <laughs> yeah. vodka in it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Who's you? Well, actually, uh, follow-up to my own follow-up. Where were we at? Follow-up well, to my own follow-up? That, that wasn't even a follow-up. Did I answer the question? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Um, is there any possibility you're going to do another malt liquor collaboration? Okay, so we weren't done. We were talking about collabs. That's yeah, it. Talking about collabs. 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 And then their uh, tendency to so ran on me. That was, over. I don't know. So every collab I've done has been special in its own right. Because it is just you and the, your buddies that work at that place or own that place or whatever making a beer. But that malt liquor was one of the greatest things. When Jared and them boys at Liability said, let's package it in 40s. I just like, I could like, it was, it was the most exciting day of my life to release a 40 ounce beer in glass 40s. Yeah, by the time I was actually able to get over there, they were already gone, so... And then we brought a case of it to the Birch Fly South Beer Festival that that year, whatever it was, and we were just all out there, like, taping 40s to our hands. and Edward 40 M's. Oh, yeah. Yes. That is so cool. There is a... But, yes, we will probably bring 40s back. There's a restaurant in Tennessee. They've got one in Chattanooga. They've got one in Murfreesboro. I can't remember the name of it. But you can order a 40s and Clucks. But it's chicken and a 40 ounce beer. Yes. It's a combo. And you can buy a 40 ounce glass yes. bottle koozie? I'm in. What is it? <laughs> what's, the play, what's the hot chicken spot in Spartanburg? The what? The hot chicken spot in Spartanburg. It's owned by the Willie That's that's, that's Wayne's uh, area of expertise. Clock shop. shop. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I've seen It's over there. I've, I've not been there yet. I think it's the flock shop. You worked shop. there for 15 years. <laughs> just opened up. Oh. And I think they do 40s in the paper. They serve it in a paper bag, too. Yeah. Well, this, like my wife was just talking about, <clears throat> you can buy a custom koozie that's got their name on it that's made for the 40. You can do one of two things. You can take it home with you and reuse it, or you can hang it up on the wall, and there's tons of them on the wall. When you come in, you say, there's my koozie. I want the 40s combo or whatever. <laughs> and you get the do, wings. Do you get 40 ounces of chicken, too? No. you. Because that would be one 40, the whole market. One the whole. 40 ounces of chicken wings and a 40-ounce beer? That's a lot of chicken and beer. It, it's big chicken drums. So it says the South better than that. It does. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's a new location idea. <laughs> Franchise 40-ounce chicken buckets and 40-ounce beers. <laughs> so my question's pretty simple. We're sitting there talking about beer about your beautiful location um, adding a second location what about the food this is an excellent or, transition by the way do what <laughs> this is an excellent transition by the way yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's reading a transcript anyway? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not my phone's off <laughs> but yeah tell us about the food one of the things that the listeners know about me and our guys know I love food and, and I love when we go to a brewery that offers food, whether it be a food truck or food in the kitchen, it's a plus when they offer food in the kitchen. So 
Where does that inspiration come from? Do you have a specific chef that you just let run with it, or do you give guidelines? So we opened this place uh, with some help. Uh, we brought in a, a consultant to help open the kitchen here. But we already had the idea of, hey, we want to do pizza and beer, right? Nothing screams beer like pizza does. And, you know, it, it's just a good, it's a good food. So we opened, we had beer, pizza, salads, and we had a muffaletta sandwich. And then, you know, as our staff grew and people like inside that we hired from the beginning started to grow, express their personalities in a little more. We let them run with some things in the kitchen. And so that's how we've added new items here at this location. And I think that's a good thing to happen, right? You open simple, let it develop on its own. You can like let people really spread their wings and fly and develop as a person here themselves. You know, it really uh, allows us for internal growth. So we don't have to hire managers from outside the company. We can promote from within. Um, and it allows just those people to keep developing themselves, right? We never want people to become stagnant here. If they want to grow, we can give them the opportunity to grow, especially that we're growing as a company. You know, it's really important to me, you know, from working corporate America for the first 20-ish, some three, five years of my life, you know, that, you know, that, that internal growth program of quote-unquote climbing the corporate ladder doesn't need to exist in such a structure like that. But, you know, I don't want to bring in, if we're going to hire a general manager and we have people here that are capable of doing it and want to take that position on, we should be able to do that. So that kind of gets way off topic of the food, but, you know. No, that's okay. It this allows is, us. This is it about allows, you getting your yeah. viewers, our listeners. It screams America. Yeah. <laughs> but so, applications? <laughs> oh, I mean, always. And real quick, that place Wayne, is called Wayne's Champions. our director of marketing, so he could very easily slot into something like that. That place is called Champions World, World Famous Chicken, and it, the combo is called 40s and Fouls. That's good. But, yeah, so food for location two. We're currently developing a menu. The guy that runs our kitchen here in Anderson is kind of helping me. You know, I'm a foodie. I love food. I think I have a good idea of what people want and will eat. And it's I can, it's easy for me to sit down, right? I designed our Anderson location, our Greenville, and our Clemson. I designed the kitchens. I've laid them out. I think I have a pretty good feel for that kind of stuff. And I think I can write the menus good enough. And, I mean, I can throw it out in the kitchen if I need to. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, yeah, we, we our, our menu there is under development. We have some people here helping assist in that. Uh, our food purveyor that we buy our food for, we've already went to the test kitchen and run some tests and tested products. Um, Clemson location, the only thing we know for certain is we're going to definitely be a three-meal uh, a day place. You know, mm-hmm. with students being there, being so close to student housing in our Clemson location, we know we're going to have to pick up and do, like, breakfast and coffee, yeah. hit a lunch, a lot of grab-and-go, and then have... So our menu may change, right? It may it's just gonna be breakfast. We're gonna try to use the same thing. I'm thinking for that place, we are doing full kitchen with a hood and all that. My gut feeling is to go like like city style Philly, 
New York, New Jersey, like oh, chopped cheese there. sandwich. You know, and not to like leave off too much on the table, but you know, if you do that, we have a flat top. It's so easy to be able to do like yeah. bacon and eggs, either in a burrito or on a hoagie, like on a good piece of bread. And then, you know, that leads you into, you can do chicken fillies, steak fillies, and not like fillies, but I do more, I'd go chopped cheese route. And I don't know what we're doing yet, but you know, that's just my gut is to go sandwich because those are quick grab and go you know if you think of bang them out a hundred at a time lined up down the road you know and that's what clemson students want they want something good nutritious that can be quick yeah so that's a great idea clemson or greenville you know again not to let off too much because we don't know but i think we're going to hit some some kind of sandwich route more will be released on that soon but there'll be good sandwiches okay maybe on a press there might be some homemade mustard coming into the picture. Oh. So we'll just leave it at that. Saying words like hoagie and on your menu wedge, that kind of makes me feel like I'm back up north. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm, honestly, I miss that food, right? I miss seafood the most. Oh, But man. there is no way I can put seafood on a menu anywhere. Because <laughs> it's not going to be the same, right? I'm not about yeah. to open a clam box down here, you know, when you can't get good clams. So... Um, I think that aspect I can capture of, like, just throwing up banging sandwiches. Now, you are, as the listeners have come to realize over the last 45 minutes or so, you're a very lively, gregarious personality, one larger than life, so to speak. So how do you feel that plays well into what you do in this industry, what you're involved in, promoting your business, that sort of thing? How, how does your personality help sell your brand? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough question. Oh, <laughs> I'm always stumped. Him. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just... I've You're very been, likable. Everybody talks about you. I've always just been a people person. You know, if I don't like you, I'll talk shit to your face. If your beer sucks, I'm going to tell you it sucks. That's a northern thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm very, like, I'm brash. I'm upfront. I'm an asshole sometimes, but yeah, I think all people, northern things. Yeah, and I think people like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they like it, like you're subtle when you can be upfront about some shit and just like lay it Up all out on the, the table in the beginning. Who cares? People, I think, respect that and like it better. Um, and then, yeah, man, I like you know I like wearing jorts and Hawaiian shirts, and <laughs> nine times out of ten. If we're out at a festival, I may not even have a shirt on anymore. Just because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're passing judgment, you don't need to be in my circle. When I walked in, I didn't see anything that said no shoes, no shirt, no service. there's a reason for that. (laughs) My my wife, Jenny, she always, like, tells all my friends, like, if if I'm on my last button of my shirt, someone's got to call me. Because I got to come get them. You know what I mean? Like... I mean, it's just one of those things, right? Like, it just gets hot. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. That sums it up. Now, I like to have fun, man. And I think, like, yeah, a lot right. of people like to have fun. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people, the other side that people don't see is, like, when I do just want to be an introvert and I'm going to be at home on the couch, Obviously, no one's going to see that side because, like, everyone needs to recharge your batteries. And I think if when I go out, like, I know I just have to be on. And my level of on is just, like, 
my open, big personality. You know, I, I just want to be out there. I want to be seen, even though I don't care about being seen. But, you know, like, here I am. I'm here. Yep. You know, like, yep. let's have some fun. Now, Larger than life. Never, never had... <laughs> I, I, I look at my wife and she goes like that because she knows I'm the same way. I like being the life of the party. That was not a fat joke at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, never having been here, been here today before today, I should say. I don't really catch your stuff at distro, so I'm walking in a bit blind to what Magnetic South has to offer. What styles do you pride yourself on, and which ones are you still jonesing to take a stab at? So we are th- starting to throw some beer out in the distro, just to plug that. Um, you know, not a lot, five to ten kegs a month. So we'll start being around the area. As we get closer to opening in Greenville, we'll start pushing beer in Greenville a little more. So you're distrosing more for tap houses right now, not yep. so much for bottle not re- shops. Not retail and, yeah. as much. Um, we do have our own canning line, so we push that. But, I'm, you know, we're just trying to honestly make good beer. We don't. We don't really have core brands yet. We're trying to let the market decide what they want. So two that have two beers that we've made more than once are our David Jones Lager, which is a Vienna Lager, um, just like little bit of malt there, and it's probably on the light side for a Vienna Lager as far as body and mouthfeel. Um, but it's just a good all year round darker lager. Um, that's just like clean, crisp, easy drinking. It's just, it's, it's very good. And then the other one is our gas station sunglasses, which we just rebranded to gas station sunglasses now. Uh, it used to be uh, ultra magnetic, or maybe it was magnetic light. I don't remember. We, we just said it was going to be hard to make a can like that. So the gas station sunglasses branding was easy. And so that's our American Light Lager. Um, it's fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, it's got like a, it, it, it's your tr- traditional corn lager. Um, you know, noble hops, some good corn, Pilsner malt, German German lager yeast. I, I mean, I'm a lager guy. We got time, right? We're not doing big distro. Uh, I used to have a brand way back when, and it's still active. Uh, called Lager Boy Linens. And so we were actually at an A-State Beer Festival and they were there making, someone was there making shirts. And you can get like these press shirts made. So the first shirt I ever got made was uh, I'm a Lager Boy in a Pastry Boy world. And I like, I think even now it becomes more relevant with all these pastry sours and pastry seltzers and pastry stouts. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I just want good clean You're beer. You're speaking to Wayne's soul right now. And I mean, we get all this, a lot asked all the time, like, hey, why don't you have any hazies up there? It's like, well, like, beer was not meant to be hazy. Sorry. I, like, <laughs> I said it, like, but uh, you can still make a good New England IPA with all the juice right. that it needs to be and all those flavors from the hop. I'm drinking one of them right now and, and it's not all that clear. hazy. What is that? <laughs> it's a New England style. Oh, yeah. So that's like, I think it confuses people when I put out like a New England IPA and sometimes I call them juicy IPAs or whatever, you know, I just co-brand a lot of things. I make up my own brand. I don't care. I'll make up my own style. 
you know, like I've made German and Czech blends just because I sometimes I want a hoppier, little more bitter on a Pilsner, but it doesn't fit a Pilsner category. So, you know, I think the key to beer is just making good beer. Uh, and, and, and that's the biggest, most important thing is that we have good beer. And it could be any stop. You know, it's not, you could be making any IPA, hazy, not hazy, whatever, as long as it's good. You know, our guest is so damn good that he kind of answered half of my question already <laughs> as far as the uh, Judson Mill expansion and then whatnot. So where do you see the future of Magnetic South? I mean, you got this location here in Anderson, going to Greenville, going to Clemson. Where do you see this going? I have no idea. Like, I don't even know how I got where I am now. Right. There's I, nothing I, wrong with that. I mean... You know, not to say we don't have a direction because all business needs a direction, but I honestly think the plan is to get open and get everything stable that we have in the works and then reevaluate and maybe just keep going. Like, do you see yourselves coming over to, like, the eastern side of Greenville County or Spartanburg County? I would say the one Greenville is probably enough Greenville for us. Wayne Wayne just wants an easy excuse to get your beer after work. (laughs) We are. uh, We are keeping everything branded the same. So it would also be Magnetic South Brewery. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's – who knows? I think everything – I don't want to say fell into our lap, but – when opportunities were presented to us, we, we don't shut them down. We, we hear them out. We look at them. You know, there's all the time a developer sees what we're doing, says, oh, you got three going. Why not add another one? They want to talk to us about a new development. You know, we do have some connections with our current landlords at all the places that maybe they're doing another project they want us at and that we see suitable. So, I mean, I think anything, if we get over five or we start talking about doing four and five, I think the next biggest thing for us would be to build a production facility somewhere to really then start pushing, you know, we, we're going to need a canning line. We'll need more tanks to house house beers. Um, so I think that would be something that we would look into doing. We've left plenty of room here at our Anderson location for expansion. Unlike our Greenville, the Judson Mill, or Clemson at Dockside, those places are going to be built, and they're going to be built tight to give more room for patrons to be at the bar, sitting. So it's definitely going to be more of expand at Anderson. When we run out of room here, um, you know, we're going to have to do something. And that's something that if we do, we're going to start looking at purchasing now rather than leasing. So I think we got to get everything stable uh, first, everything running, and then, and then who knows? Who knows where we'll be in five years? Uh, the more maybe retired areas, yeah, uh, there. So, <laughs> untapped, untapped location. <laughs> untapped. Well, and that's so. If you like, look besides Greenville, you know, when we opened here in Anderson, it was small town market, and it was very successful because I think it gave a lot of the younger people that are out here and the older, like it gave people somewhere and something to do that was different. That was, hey, I don't have to drive to Greenville to to scratch this itch anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think to continue to build on that small town, you know, look at Clemson, right? Not saying there's nothing to do in Clemson, but there's only two breweries in Clemson. One brewery in Clemson. Kite Hill, right? Um, They're on our list. 
Yeah, they're good. Um, Brian and Mike, and they're going to kill me because I don't remember the third name, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not, my memory sucks. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so I think that small town kind of like, I, I don't know, it just makes us feel homely. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, our regulars, you get to know their names. That's great. You see the people, like we went out, me and my wife went out to eat on Friday and saw people that come in here. You know, you can talk to them. It's, you see the people that live here, work here, and stay here. And I think that's important where, you know, you don't, we're not going to lose that in Greenville because we will have that regular, but, you know, Greenville's so big, you might not see those people just out in town, you know. So it gives you definitely a better sense of community. Well, speaking of community, excellent transition because here on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast, we're always big on drink local, support local. Um, what there? What? What's the footprint that is that Magnetic South is laying in your community? Whether that be immediately here in Anderson or in the Greater Upstate in South Carolina as a whole, this usually expands to charities and fundraisers, local artists, musicians, or any way your organization helps bring up the local goodness and kindness through beer. And as we sat down and we're setting up, there's a can behind Wayne that has a bunch of different graphics and. Uh, faux graffiti on it that, that looks like a lot of different local and uh, organi- and community organizations and names. So what, what's, what's your community footprint at Magnetic South? So we, right, one of the biggest things is we wanted to promote any kind of uh, charitable work, community growth, community organizations that we could. So one way we do it is we like to host events for people that can benefit charities, um, so we did one thing, uh, speaking of the can, it's actually our blending tank and our fruiting tank. Um, we did a rain barrel event with the Anderson Soil Water Commission where people could pay and they buy a rain barrel and then they could come out that day and they came out and painted the rain barrel. Oh. So it was kind of a cool event. We laid out plastic and I was like, well shit, I got this blank canvas. There was all these acrylic paints. They just hijacked this thing out there wrote on it, paint me. And just clear cutters. So everyone who painted the barrels, they came over and wrote their names on it or whatever. And then I just cleared it. And I don't know, it was like a cool like little thing because it's essentially just a rain barrel, except for it's for beer. Um, it's like a large keg. Yeah. <laughs> so we also do, um, right, currently we do uh, like a craft marker, a vendor fair arts and whatever so we call it our sip and shop we do it on the second friday of every month uh, and so all the fees that we collect from the vendors that come out we choose a charity every month and donate that money to the charity because i i don't want to even take the money from the vendors that are going to be out here but you kind of have to to just put some sense of responsibility on it yeah you know so i don't want the money so we pick someone to come out so we've done work with uh the makerspace that's happening downtown, Anderson, the Anderson Lot Project. Um, what are both of those? So the Lot Project's just like a community organization. The makerspace is going to be a big makerspace for, um, you know, if you are, you're a woodworker, maybe you can afford the tools. They'll have the tools there that you can use. Uh, we've cool. done some work with the United Way. we got some stuff going on with the Cancer Association of, Spar- of Anderson. Our beer festival that was August 6th, we're doing the Foothills Alliance, which is the Better Women and Children's Center, the Period Project. 
Uh, we got Anderson Paws coming out for one of these, which is the animal of the Humane Society here in Anderson. So yeah, I mean, like it's it's big. We'll do. We'll eventually bring on whoever else we can. I know, like the United Way is good because they have a bunch of local stuff that they already feed. So like, if you can support them, that they can make sure it gets in the right hands. Um, you know, just trying to do whatever we can. You know, it may not be a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's something's better than nothing. So right, we're just trying to do what we can to keep the city, help the people that need help. You know, and we're finally in a place in life, I think, between the ownership group here that, you know, I've gotten help before. So now it's very important that, you know, all of us, everyone, probably everyone at this table has got a hand from somebody at some point in their life. Right. And we're finally at the point in our lives where we can return the favor and just try to help as many people as we can. You know, which needs to honestly be done more and more and more. Uh, I mean, it's sad, you know, how much money and stuff that these organizations need. So it's just important to us to continue growth. And then, like I said, even having the vendors out here, it gives them a space to, to profit and, and sell some of their wares that they're sitting at home making. So, you know, it just kind of kind of helps everybody grow. We buy all of our malt from a local maltster up in North Carolina called Carolina Malt. I'd say 95% of our stuff comes out of there. Um... You know, so we're, we're just trying, we try to do whatever we can to keep it here, you know, in some kind of form of upstate or local community. All right, so we've made it to the segment where we talk about what we drank, so I will defer to our guest, um, Mr. Cousin. What are we drinking? I don't know what y'all drank. <laughs> no, what are you drinking? Oh, what am I drinking? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll each go around the table and talk about it. So I, one of my favorite beers on right now, there's actually two of them. We have a, like a Session English Brown up. We kind of hit the ground on a couple of just Session English Browns or English beers. So I've been drinking that. I really enjoy it. But what I've had today is our collaboration. We had Habitat come down, um, threw up a collab. And I really wanted to do like a table pilsner, so it's like a 3.2%, just pilsner beer. It's pretty straightforward. Margaret for like 42 days. Um, crystal clear, 3% all day drinker, just a good crushing beer. Uh, and so that's usually what I'm, you'll see me drinking around. You said collab, you betrayed me. <laughs> I think sometimes it just happens. Like, you know. I'm usually a collaborator, not a collaborator. <laughs> so I'm going to go next only because I had the same thing, and I've been sitting here texting Candace, which is one of our former guests, our last guest. Previous guest. Previous guest. Not one. Previous guest. Sorry, Wayne. But uh, I didn't even know that y'all had done it. She was talking to me about it just now. It's a very good easy drinking beer and I'm glad that you turned me on to it for sure thank you I had a red IPA which one of your I believe you said he was one of your business partners working the bar but that was unlike any other beer you've had you would have had before and it was nice and sweet up front and then the, it left like kind of that malty bite way in the back of your throat after it and then I had the 
crisis MC squared, and that goes back to our previous conversation about New England IPA, it doesn't have to be hazy. And that was, it had all the juice and the aroma, it had all juice and the flavor, but it was as clear as a Blondale. Won't say it's as clear as a Pilsner, but it was as clear as a Blondale. <laughs> yeah, so the parental units, this red IPA, hoppy red, uh, Mimi, I'm, I'm almost 90% sure that was the first her first recipe that she brewed here. And she just wanted like, On her own? Yep. Like, she wrote the recipe, brewed it, and the name actually comes from Coneheads, the movie, from nice. the final unit. And I feel like she lost a bet to her parents, and that's why she we named a parental unit. So, um, yeah, there's that. And then E equals MC squared. It's just another one of our Crisis Series beers. So that just... Really, all of our IPAs just fall into that. We try to figure out some kind of crisis. And so <laughs> I have no idea why it was Eve was empty square, but maybe we have a crisis of just yeah. math. <laughs> crisis of math. Wayne, what'd you have? All right, so I started off He's with, got a uh, broken phone right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that right now. He hasn't even picked it up yet. <laughs> it's going to be tricky. He's committed to the show. So I walked in the door and I looked over the menu list and I saw a Kickstart Your Tart, which is a, a sour IPA, which is not a style of my wheelhouse, but as a uh, person that grew up as a teenager in the 80s, big Motley Crue fan, I was like, all right, let me try it. Fantastic. Went back and got uh, to Hells and Bach. Of course, that's a really good Hellesbach. And now, I think this is the uh, gas station sunglasses. Very nice light lager. Where's your sunglasses at, Wayne? <laughs> oh, here. I was about to say, you lost those, too. <laughs> no, I got them right here. They're unbreakable. I don't think you can break. I can break a $200 pair of Ray-Bans like nothing. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but a, a $3 dollar. pair, yeah. They've gone up now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the glasses longer I keep them, the more expensive they are. I get, they get lost, they get broken. So, uh, uh, hats off to you. Make some fantastic beer. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks guys for coming out. Before we wrap up and we do our end of the episode spiel, is there anything that you would like to add? Um, any upcoming things you want to add to your yeah, like, let's just dump it all out here if we can. So every Wednesday we do either trivia or music bingo starting at 6. Um, every Friday we have live music. We'll continue that through the winter. Starts at 6. The band's usually play at about 9, 9.30. Um, outside, if possible, we'll move it acoustic inside. Uh, for the winter time. I'm almost booked through next year for our bands. Oh, so, oh. Um, we're gonna in August. We're gonna start opening Mondays. So Monday night football. We'll be, you know, four o'clock will open. Something like that. Uh, August sixth, we got our beer festival. Second Fridays, we're doing our market. We're doing a four day Halloween party starting the Thursday before Halloween, all the way until Sunday. Dang. Four day Halloween four day party. Halloween party. So it'll be like trick or treating, Halloween costume contest. We're doing like a monster mash on Sunday night. Cause you know we're just we're gonna be all over the place. The we'll monster vend- mash. We'll have vendors out here. Um, 
Our anniversary party is September 17th. Yep, September 16th, 17th. Be two days. We'll have a sipping shop going on as well. Bands. I'm old. We'll probably be giving away free shit all weekend. Um, we'll have the football games on. Clemson football, Carolina football, all whatever. I can keep going on. We got a lot of shit going on. No, you're fine. That's it's good. We love it. Busy's good. Busy is good. Well, and one of the things that you can do if you would like for our viewers, our listeners, just if you post something, you could do hashtag Upstate Beer Boys. Okay. Yeah, if, I'm up. Well, I'll add it to the list. Folks, that concludes our interview with Adam. Adam, thanks again for having us. And stay with us as we come back from our break. As always, the Sage has a little word association game for us to play that he is calling L in the family. Don't bet to watch that your granddaddy gave you on aces and eights and some more riverboat. Always watch out for a red-headed woman or government man when he's thirsty for those things that I should have known. Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys. Man, that trip to Anderson was, that was pretty well worth it. I'm just kind of wishing I made that trip sooner. You know, Adam made us feel quite at home. You know, kind of like, kind of like family. That's kind of ironic because isn't his nickname Cousin? <laughs> I thought that well, was his real name. I thought that was his last name. <laughs> actually, you know, for a while, I didn't realize his name was actually Adam. I thought his name was Cousin. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, well, speaking of Cousin, our next guest kind of feels like a, a cousin of mine. Um, you know, he was, uh, I think he was one of the first uh, accounts really to interact with mine when I was coming up about a year and a half ago. Um, so all the way from Virginia, let's welcome uh, Mr. Hops of Reese. Rel, welcome to the show. I appreciate you guys. What's going on? Well, we know we're just uh, chilling, having a beer, and we're having a little talk. Likewise, likewise. I'm all for it. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you guys for the opportunity. Drink some good crafts and talk some good crafts. All right. Well, since this is your first time on, I'm going to give you a minute or two and just tell us a little bit about yourself and you know how you came about uh, dive into this uh, crazy craft beer scene and uh, creating a social media presence right. in the pain age. So um, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, born and raised, um, 33, mm-hmm. um, married, uh, 
And Hops of Reese came about uh, maybe, well, actually it came about last year. April of 2021 is when I actually made my page. I was thinking about it for some time and I talked to my wife and she was all on board with the support because she knew how much I enjoyed and I was really passionate about craft beer. And I made the page. We thought of a name. You know, like I said, I wanted something personable, something that made sense, something that, you know, kind of rolled off the tongue. And we came up with Pops of Reese. And I made, like, I I used to follow, I have a personal page as well that I used to, I used to follow, like, other, like, a couple, like, other, like, uh, bloggers, craft beer bloggers. And I really, like, enjoyed their content. And, like, a year later, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can can do this. You know, I'm going to just showcase you know the, the beers i enjoy and just see where it takes me and it has it's come a long way i've met like a lot of great people in the craft beer community like you guys and uh you know here i am you're my instagram yeah. and i started mine in april too really okay okay i could have sworn you I don't, I don't know why but i thought you guys were well long before i was but that's cool to know though that's cool I started my Instagram in uh, December of uh, 2020, actually. Okay. Actually, the funny thing is I actually followed uh, Stephen from my personal account for probably about a year before I yeah. even started stuff myself. At least a year. Got you. Got you. Got you. Are you started yours, uh, in April as well, Chase? April 5th. April 5th. And I don't remember whether Wayne found me first or I found Wayne first, but I swore he was in North Carolina. Really? <laughs> and y'all are both in South Carolina, correct? All oh, of y'all us, South yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Hometown, hometown. And we had our, our first meetup, and I don't remember if it was Chase or Wayne that decided it, but our first meetup was at the uh, Birds Fly South here in the upstate in Greenville. Because where that little meal is, there's tons of places to get food and different things to drink. So that's where we first met up. <laughs> uh, brainstorm. <laughs> and the rest was history, huh? Yeah. Yep. As the mayor <laughs> likes to call me a dang Yankee because because I very much was also a bird that flew south. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're only a dang Yankee because you came here and you stayed, but we like you, so we're not going to say anything about pushing you back we all get on each other's nerves sometimes but this is a great group of guys i think good because i want to go back (laughs) you know chase i'm just going to come out here and say this um you're probably the most southern yankee i've ever met in my life the most southern yankee (laughs) yeah 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 it's not wrong anyway rel you've been getting a lot more creative with your reels lately Digging out all the trending audio rips and making something funny to go along with it. Recently, you just posted one using a very famous Ron Swanson clip. Right. Um, You've also been getting a lot of love almost instantly when you go to one of your local breweries. Uh Yeah, the follow back, they share you right away. So what's been your strategy in this social media beer fluencer game to make an impact for yourself and your brand? Um. I just, well, for one, I just start off by just going to, like, uh, local breweries. You know, uh, I have a neighborhood brewery that's, like, a literally, like, a two-minute walk. Uh, but as as far as, like, the actual, like, my my uh, content, you know, I just base my content just off of what 
honestly, based off of like what others are doing, not necessarily copy, but less like as far as like a strategy to like get more, you know, people coming to my page, get more engagements and stuff like that. So um, I kind of had to come out of my shell just a little bit to do some of these reels, you know, to like show my face and just be a little more active. And uh, it's been working well for me. Um, I try to, at first I wasn't really like, up to date on like as far as like the out al- like the algorithm and like how like how it works and all that stuff. I try I try not to get in get get too get too much into it. I just try to do what I can, and you know sometimes I hit, sometimes I miss, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because I'm doing what I love and I'm having fun with it. So, um, yeah, I just whatever brewery I go to locally, or if I'm if I take a trip out of town, I just you know tag them while I'm there, and you know I. I follow like all the local breweries here in Virginia and uh, you know, sometimes they follow back. Sometimes they might repost my, uh, my story or something and get a little engagement, get a little conversation going back and forth. And, you know, that's just, that's pretty much what I got into it for. You know, like some people say they got into it for free beer. Free beer is always cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I love free beer, but um, I just wanted to just make my own mark in the, in the craft beer community, my way, you know, just have fun and just post what I like, you know what I mean? And um, pretty much like all that's on my page is IPAs and sours. Uh, <laughs> like not like 85% probably, like IPAs and sours, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah! <laughs> I, know, uh, I know Wayne likes the, the lighter beers, I feel like. I am more of a traditionalist by nature, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wrong hey, can you uh, figure out and crack the algo, uh, message us, share it. I mean, because we have no Absolutely. idea either. Well, I don't know about the other two guys, but I will pay you. Because <laughs> 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 I don't know. I had I had a little bit of an unfair advantage because I got a lot of uh, some solicited and some unsolicited advice from uh, the artist formerly known as Beer for Booper. When I started my page, so okay. you got a little head start, huh? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I listen, sometimes I didn't. Right, must be nice. But um, my wife also helps me with like a lot of my content as well. She's more like outgoing, and I'm, I'm a little creative, but she she may have me beat by a little bit, you know. But um, mm-hmm. she definitely helps me out with a lot of my a lot of my reels. You know, uh, majority of the pictures, like I take the pictures, but a lot of like the reels and different like creative ideas she definitely taps in and helps me with that a lot so they're hard to time they're hard to time all right so so yesterday the one i posted yesterday it was without that was my first time like actually trying to time one and it took me maybe like five times i I didn't think that was too bad you know what i mean but um it came out came out came out good and i was all right it's all okay yeah (laughs) yeah i thought so too i wouldn't have guessed that i know when i did my uh I've just stepped outside that <laughs> one. When I did that one, I swear it took me like six, seven tries. Yeah. I'm like, nope, that wasn't good enough. Nope, that wasn't good. Nope, that wasn't good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was excited to only try five times. If I yeah. Like, like, double digits, I probably would have said to hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so far with any of your locals have, have, have either them initiating or you initiating have you like teamed up with them on any kind of events or collaborate or, or like social collaborations or like you do, you go there for some, something more than just a, a flight or 
general beer review or release review or like something that like your brand is actually selling their product a little bit? Right. So um, actually maybe, maybe like a, like last month sometime, um, I'm pretty sure you guys, maybe I've seen it on my page, Wiser Hunt Brewing. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's two locations here, one in Virginia Beach and one in Chesapeake. And uh, they're both like maybe like 15 minutes away, both locations from where I'm like right in the middle. But um, it was like a weekend and I, I went up there with a couple of friends and, you know, I'm just hanging out. Quick, quick story time. I'm sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> I'm just hanging out and um, we're sitting at the bar. You know, we had a couple of beers, got some pizza. And um, a young lady comes out of the back and she's like, OK, so who's Reese? And I'm looking. I'm just like, um, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, yeah. And I'm just like, um, you know, that'll be me. And um, she says, OK, so before you leave, we have to get you some beers so you can use it as content on your page. And I was just like, wow, like that is like it felt so it felt so good to, you know, what I mean, because that's what I kind of like. I know I said I'm not in it for the free beer, but like if it comes, it just feels good. You know what I mean? And then they want they want me to post on my page and you, you know what I'm saying, and just promote their beer and like their their uh, brewery and everything. So, you know, before I left, she gave me a six pack. She asked me what I like to drink, and I, I said IPAs. Um and she gave me six different IPAs and and um I I think I'm like halfway through. I've I've done like three, like three reviews. So I have three more, three more Wazahun um, posts to do for my Wazahun series, and that'll be it. But um, that was definitely like probably like the only, uh, well, actually, like Three Notch was the first brewery to ever reach out to me. Ever heard of Three Notch at all? Do they have the Tomahawk logo? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, so they recently opened up a, a brewery here, like late, late 2021. And um, they were the first brewery to reach out to me and they gave me like a, they let me choose like a six pack and I got the watermelon Goza. This was like, uh, this was like around like summertime last year, maybe summertime, fall, whatever. Send it um, to Wayne. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, I'll try it. You may, you may love it. You never know. But, um, but yeah, those are the, the two times where you know, like a brewery I reached out, but the Wazer Hunt was really, it is it was like so unplanned. It was so random, you know what I mean? Just somebody to somebody to notice who I was and you know what I mean? Cause I actually posted while I was there, I was posting pictures of their their logo, the you know, uh their, their pizza, and I posted pictures of the beer. And then out of nowhere she came out, she, she, she a lady came up from, from uh, the back and was like, Hey, uh, who's Hops and Reeves? I was like, that's me. So it was just it was really, it was really cool. It was really cool. But um, as of right now, that's pretty much it, you know. But hopefully, it's more to come. Blink, can I get in one more follow-up? No, you're done. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead, Chase. <laughs> but, what, I we mean, talked about making this short. Wow. <laughs> there, um, so there's that's kind of like a, very much an I made it moment. Do you have, was there, a, did you have a previous I made it moment or was that kind of your I made it moment? Um, other than like the, well, the three notch came like in the beginning, you know, where I just started, like, I was pretty much maybe like six months into my page and I'm like, wow, like that was pretty quick. But, um, that was, that's definitely pretty much my, you know, I don't feel like I made it, but that was pretty much like a, you know, I'm doing something right moment. You know what I mean? 
for mm-hmm. them to like notice me and, and want to, you know, want me to share their beers on my page. You know what I mean? So like, that's pretty much the moment for right now that I, uh, that I have. And it feels great. It feels awesome. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. So we've talked a little bit about your beer adventures and I know there's more questions but so my question to you is outside of beer do you have any other hobbies I do I do um outside of beer my other hobby would be cornhole okay Uh, I just I love I love the game of cornhole uh my brothers like so many so many people in my family play I play in the league every every Monday (laughs) um i've been playing for maybe about maybe about five years but i plan been playing like competitive for about like a year and when i say competitive it's just like competition not saying that i'm all that great but like you know just competition going out to different Mm -hmm. tournaments and stuff like that and uh but yeah like you know i feel like beer and cornhole goes hand in hand you know what i mean can't play corn without a beer yes it does (laughs) (laughs) so do you what rules with for 21 do you follow do you go with can't go over or do you play official tournament rules where you can go over but then the other team can bring you back down within the same turn so i play espn style that's the only that's the only style i know is 21 period it don't matter if you don't, you don't have to get it exact 21 plus that's the ball game you know what i mean um i never really enjoyed People that play personally, people that play, oh, you got to get exactly twenty-one, and I'm just like, when it's on TV, they don't they don't even play that way. So I'm just like, why why are you got where, where did this even come from? <laughs> like professionally, professionally, they don't even play that way. So why why are we playing that way? It's just whenever you get 21, 22, 3, 24, it doesn't matter. Like that's the game. But um, but yeah, so that's how I play. I play the, you know, I feel like that's the right way to play. I don't know where the exact 21 came from, but to each his own, you know. I'm with you right there. The, <laughs> the, yard, the yard bros, the yard bros. You guys play cornhole at all? Sometimes good, sometimes <laughs> bad, but yes. I was going to say, we are in the South. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suck at it, but I love playing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just a fun game, man. Like. <clears throat> Have some fun, drink some beer, share some laughs, just as long as it's not too hot. You know, you, you know, we actually should form our own team because uh Clock Tower Taproom has their own cornhole night and cornhole league. So yeah, yeah. Jason Steven, it's a thought, you know. Hmm. Well, drive down for a weekend and join us. Hey, hey. <laughs> I will I will definitely do that. My wife might may uh be a little upset, like really real, but I will definitely, I'm all on board for cornhole. (laughs) All on board. All on board. Yeah, you come down and we'll take you to our uh, home away from home clock tower that he was just talking about and take you to some of our uh, veteran-owned breweries down here that you probably like. Oh, yeah. So I was actually in um, South Carolina in January. Um, My wife had uh, like one of her college friends had a birthday party, a birthday like celebration or something like that. And um, I, I think I reached out to Chase and he gave me a couple of places to try out. But um, next time I come down, I definitely want to meet up with you guys for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just let us know. We're always down. For sure. 
All right, I, I, think don't, it's I don't need an excuse. Me <laughs> <laughs> either. All right, we also quick question before we dive into our fun part of the segment. What do you find most fun about beer? Is it the thrill of finding something new or creating cool and awesome content? Um, I love so like I love like can art and like to like to go back to um what I was saying when Wiser Hunter reached out to me a couple of their artists, like a couple of local artists here in Virginia Beach did like their can art and everything. So that was part of like the reason why they gave it, gave me some beer or whatever to not only promote um, the brewery, but promote the young lady and the, and the young fella that did the can art for those six beers. So um, I'm a suck. I'm a really a sucker for can art and I'm a sucker for like the name and like, like the names of beer. And um mm-hmm. Like sometimes like the name of the beer and like the can art will give me like the drive to make some content. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just like the, uh, one of the reels I did for Wazahun, the, the biggie, the biggie reel. Uh, mm. Yeah. So that was kind of like a, a no brainer. You know what I mean? If I can like look at a can and look at the, look, look at the, like the name. And if I just get like a idea, like right away that I grab it. You know, like just today I went to Casual Pint. It's like a local like tap house here where they uh they have like 48 beers on tap and they um have like a lot of like different sections of beer we can, you know, like a cooler we can just grab and you know take beers to go create like create your own four pack, six pack, or mm-hmm. how many how many ever beers you want. And um yeah, I, that's what I just go off of uh the names in the cans, and that gives me like inspiration to do a reel and do a video and just get creative with it. That's all. And and then you wind up in the unenvious position of scrambling to try and find props and costumes to support your idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, definitely seen, I've definitely seen a lot of your props. That's what, that's what I, when, I mean, Chase has a lot of, a lot of props. Like that, <laughs> a lot of props. So that's what I may uh, tap into soon, like getting some more props and with my ideas. So definitely. Yeah, but he has to go out and buy his. I've got a granddaughter home. I don't have to look very far. That's not true. I only bought the Mario hats. I've only bought the Mario hats so far. Everything else I already had. Really? (laughs) That Mario one was hilarious, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And that was the same thing. Like you had a beer that was based on Biggie, and you're like, I need to do something Biggie related for this. And I got those beers from Frothy. They it was an anniversary four pack and they all had a theme of Mario Kart on it. And if you go to Frothy Beer down in Charleston, their tap room has Mario Kart all over the place. There's mystery boxes hanging from the ceiling. So like I was like, I cannot drink these until I have the appropriate props. Right. right. <laughs> I have I have like a handful of beers that I that's in my fridge that I cannot touch because I have to get because it's like specifically content that I want to do. So I definitely get it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. That. I actually have five in my fridge right now that I've got a whole thing mapped out and I just haven't had the time to do it properly. Right. Because it's going to be for, it's going to be for a YouTube video and I have segments. And then also since there's five of them, I'm doing one review. Right. I got, uh, actually I actually have two flight boards now. So I've got eight glasses. So I've got all the glasses covered. Just got time to do it. Right. Um, Actually, the funny thing is I just did the food truck kerfluffle. 
And the prop I had to use was an ice cream truck, which I didn't know my granddaughter had. I did the <laughs> truck chaser beer, but the food truck toy that she has over her great grandmother. So I had to, as well, anyways. But, you know, full disclosure, I am a sucker for uh, beer names in can art. Yeah, the seriously. Like, crazier the art, the more likely I'm going to buy it. I don't even care what style it is. I'll try right. it. Seriously, absolutely. I have like maybe like a total of eight, like eight cans that I just keep, like where I keep all my glasses and everything, like where I put my stickers and all that. Like I have like a solid, uh, I'm not trying to get too carried away. I might do like a total of like eight. I mean, a total of like 10 that I'll keep just because I love the can art and I don't want to throw them away. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, I'm not trying to be a hoarder or anything, but like, some of them, like some cans, you just really just want to keep, like, you know what I mean? So, I've started to do that recently. Reese, <laughs> yeah. um, I've I've got about ten Rubbermaid containers in my building, really full of cans. <laughs> yeah, holy! <laughs> they got cool labels on them. Right, right. I only yeah. have about twenty five. Twenty five cans. Uh, yeah, that doesn't count the two boxes I've shipped to. Uh, Brewcraft creation so they can make coasters. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't feel I don't feel too bad with my little eight cans right now. I don't, I don't no, bad. you should be <laughs> good. <laughs> You're a little more particular which which with which ones make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> very select. I think I have space for like two more over there, so I got to take my time and you know make the best decision. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right, so. Now, if you've listened to our show, you know we like in this segment here to play a little word association game with our guest. I have uh, quite the game in store, but it's going to be a little bit different. You know, I feel the craft beer community is, 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 is family. It's one big hoppy family. Sure. <laughs> it's a walking of beer, joke. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. I approve yeah. of the dad joke, being a dad myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a father of five and grandfather of one, almost two. So, I mean, it comes naturally. All right. So, um, speaking of beer, you know, there's basically two different types of beer. There's ales and lagers. Uh, you know, the difference between the two is a fermenting process. One is top fermented, one is bottom fermented. So, Rel, we're going to give you a particular style of beer, and you're going to tell us which family it belongs in. Is it an ale or is it a lager? Okay. So, I'm going to call this segment All in the Family, or really, should I call it Ale in the Family? <laughs> there he goes again. Another dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, now we know that a Pilsner is in the lager family, and the beloved IPA is in the ale category. So we're just going to leave those two out. Um, but we're going to give you some styles that might be easy to figure out. And then again, some might be a little bit harder. So I'm going to get started here. All right. So the first style that we have, it's been around for a long time. Um, most places know to be an easy drinker. Um, but the name can be a little bit deceiving. Mm-hmm. By its name, you know, his style was developed across the pond over in merry old uh, England or Great Britain. We're talking about the uh, ESB. Some people call it an English style bitter or extra sharp bitter. So, real 
tell me, what family does the ESB belong to? And what's my choices? What family? Ale, Ale or lager. lager? Ale or lager? And it's a ES. Like a English style bitter, extra sharp bitter. Okay, English style. Um, I have to go with Ale. He's one for one. Yeah. <laughs> Need like the who wants to be a millionaire music right, right. Up, moving up the chart. Right. <laughs> so the next beer is a black beer okay. that originated in Germany. It can have an opaque black color, hints of chocolate, coffee flavors, and is generally around 5% ABV. Similar to a stout. And that it is made from roasted malt, which gives it the dark color. Of course, I'm talking about a Swartz beer. Mm-hmm. So what say you, lager or an ale? Hmm. Um, I will have to go with lager. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Schwartz beer is a dark lager. Gotcha. One of my beer is Two for two. Not needing any lifelines here. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. One of my a friend either. <laughs> <laughs> one of my personal favorites and one that I almost think kind of seems to be in its a family of its own, the Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it just seems like that's the black sheep around this Motley crew that I'm a part of. <laughs> what you got for the Berliner? Ale or lager? Um, ale. Ba-bum-ba-ba! He's made to the next level. Yeah. Bring on the, bring on the <laughs> money. Ba-dum! Bring on the money. All right. So I guess it means it's back to me, right? We can send you free stickers, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I love the stickers. <laughs> Sorry, there's no big jackpot at the end. Sorry. No worries. No worries. All right. All right. So this next style, not to me, it is pretty well overlooked since everyone's crazy about your, your IPAs, your double IPAs, your hazy IPAs, your <laughs> West Coast, your New Englands, your hazies, your everything IPA. And don't even get me started on your uh, your sours, your fruited sours, your slushy sours, your I love them. anything that doesn't even look remotely close to a beer. But <laughs> uh, trendy beers, you know, but this is a it's it's a nice brew. It's it's more than average. It's you know it's not just your typical three or four percent ABV. It won't take you a twelve pack to feel like uh, you're good, but it's not your uh, crazy like your twelve to fifteen percent triple barrel aged stouts no crazy flavors just multi-goodness backbone um what i'm talking about and i, I think really this style here especially i'm sitting out here in the back porch would pair really nicely with a a, a nice uh, cigar um talking about uh, the maybach, maybach. and not the car it's it's actually a beer style so a maybach <laughs> Um, or lager. I'm gonna say uh, ale. Oh, oh no! It's a lager. Uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was on a roll. Got one, that's all. 
I was on a roll. So really, the beast, yeah. the beast got you. The beast pumped you back down the, uh, <laughs> the money, the money line. <laughs> and hood, I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not the. You are the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Reese, you're doing good. Right, three for four, not bad, not bad. So I'm really glad that the guys gave me this style <laughs> because I become a fan just uh, this year of a good old banana Ford Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen, however you want to say it. Hefeweizen. Yeah. Well, I'm from the South, so I'll just say Hefeweizen, whatever. <laughs> you said it better, Chase, for sure. <laughs> but banana so, bomb. Banana bomb, yes. Lager or L, Mr. Reese? Hefeweizen. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, lager? <gasps> no? <laughs> no, nope. it is not. It's an ale. ale? It's an ale. It's, it's a, it's a, Sorry, it's a, I was trying to hop you up. <laughs> Don't worry, you're still doing pretty good. I mean, actually, I thought when I was researching this that Hefeweizen would be a lager, but right. it's not. Ale. Don't worry, he gave us the answers pretty late. I thought we were going to be flying blind in this. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Right. Now, the next one is strong enough to be the alpha of any family. The barley wine sits firm atop most mountains. I have a guess which family this belongs to, but it certainly wouldn't seem to be either of our choices. So maybe you can enlighten us on this boozy, powerful treat. Ale or lager, the barley wine. Uh, ale. Ba -dun -ba -dun! Back on the winning track. Back in the winner's circle. <laughs> Is that four and two? Yes. That's, uh, four and two. Not bad, not bad. All right, so this next style is... Um, Kind of, uh, it's kind of a unique style. And it's one that I haven't been able to uh, dive into yet. So I haven't really found one that really has some really bomb can art right. per se, or just you know haven't really come across one. But this is a um, this is a, a German style beer, and um, it's kind of got a, a, a smoky quality to it. Um, I've seen some that have been described as like uh, a bonfire in a glass. Um, some have been equated to like a like a bacon or a ham type taste to it. We're talking about the uh, Rolsch beer. Not really sure how I pronounce it, but uh, oh. it's like I said, it's more of your smokeness. Gotcha. So, lager or ale. I'm gonna go with the L. Oh. I'm sorry, lager. I'm sorry. I'll give him that. Yeah. It wasn't his final answer, so he's allowed to switch. Yeah, definitely. There's still only two wrong. We're good. <laughs> and Wayne, don't feel too bad for not being able to find it. Roush beer and and Flanders ales are not exactly the most common styles out there. <laughs> Actually, I did find one. It just it didn't appeal to me at the time because, like I said, I'm a sucker for can art. I found something shiny and cool, so I bought that instead. And that what what, what kind of style was that? A Rosh, you said? 
Rauschbier, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, R A U C H I E R. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Ooh. Ooh. All right. So moving right along, this is not a style that I've ever tried. <clears throat> Never uh, had the the want to, just because of the way I've heard it tasted. But it has been described as similar to wine or even a cider. I'm talking about a lambic beer or lambic, however you say it. So ale or lager? Uh, I'm going to go ale. Got it. (laughs) All right. You have progressed to the final round. Yes. Final question. This is for all the mall, all the marbles, all the malts, all the malts, all the malts, all the malts and barley. It's the final countdown. It seems like a bit of a layup to me, uh, as and as it as a final brew project would certainly seem to be a family of mix and match parts, but. Because of that, it may have some interesting thought process to figure it out. What family does the Saison fit into? Ale or lager? Ale. Boom. Here is your imaginary check. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll happily take that. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. Not Not bad bad at all. So now we all know a little bit more about which styles are either a lager or an ale. And we can all agree that it's just one big old family. Right. I learned, I learned something tonight, though. I definitely learned something. So, Same here. <laughs> Wayne cool. learned that he needs to not go for the shiny object and grab the rare beer next time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I didn't learn that at all. <laughs> Now that we've wrapped up our usual game, we can't let you go without dishing a little on your local scene. So this is a two-part question. One, what types of beer is Virginia known for? More than, for lack of a better phrasing, more than anyone else. And on top of that, who are the breweries in your area that are both the titans of your area and the dark horses of your area. Mm. So, uh, I would have to say that Virginia would be known for and lovers. I'm going, and I'm just going right. <laughs> but lovers, lovers of, I would have to go with IPAs. IPAs, maybe. Because there's so many breweries out here that have great, like in my in my area, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, Norfolk, Virginia, um, they have lots of IPAs, like great IPAs, like broad selection of, of, of IPAs. And um, so if I had to say a style, which is my favorite, I know it's my favorite style, but I feel like I would say, you know, uh, IPAs. Well, sure. it, it does cast a wide net, though. So. Yeah. What's if you had to pick out which ones are maybe the best of that 
of that category, APA, double IPA, triple IPA, New England IPA. Yeah. I'll probably go with double. 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 Yeah, double. Um, there's a lot of uh, New England, you know, like New England style IPAs around here. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely, I'll have to say double. For sure. You're in Virginia Beach, right? Yes, sir. You got any pool of Back Bay Brewing at all? Back Bay Brewing? Yeah. Yeah, so um, so Back Bay Brewing is at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, mm-hmm. but their like, partner, which is Farmhouse Brewing, is literally like a two-minute walk from my house. So that's what I call like my neighbor, my neighbors. Oh. Like, my neighbor brewery. Yeah. All right. So here is my plea is that one of the first IPAs that I actually liked is called Strike Hard from Back Bay, Back Bay Brewing. Strike Hard. And if you've had ever that. watched the Karate Kid movies or the Cobra Kai series, it's got the Cobra Kai Cobra on it. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason I bought it. Really? And and I didn't even know what style it was, but I had to have it because I'm a big Cobra Kai fan. Right. And then I had it, and it's phenomenal, and I've never been able to find it again, and I don't think they make it. I've actually messaged them, please <laughs> make it again. I remember. I remember when they um, – I wasn't able to get my hands on any, but I definitely remember the Cobra. I, I, it was a, a, a dark can, correct? Yeah, it's in the garage. It's a black can. It's got, yeah. the, uh, yeah. it's got the, the yellow and black Cobra, yep. just like the Cobra Kai logo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember them releasing that. Never gotten. I don't believe I've. I tried it at the uh, at the brewery. I'm, I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I don't remember. But I never got my hands on like a four pack or anything. So, uh, but I definitely remember. I'm, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it though. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's probably the beer that saved me on chucking IPAs as a category. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perish right? the thought. Perish <laughs> the thought. Sacrilege. <laughs> I actually have to con- I actually have to constantly remind myself that Back Bay Brewing is in Virginia because to me being from up north, Back Bay to me is Boston. <laughs> is a part of Boston, so. <laughs> so what uh are you from Boston? No, Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. Our family in uh I from Connecticut. Ooh. Um something Berry, Salisbury or is it Salisbury? Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. So how about your breweries? Who are the Titans and who are the Dark Horses? Um, I would say Titans would be like the Veil. Okay. Trivia, I guess it would be uh, V-E-I-L. Yes. And oh, we're Veil, 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 Veil. Yes. Okay. They're, they're getting distribution rights in South Carolina. In the are they? Oh. Yes. That's huge. That's huge. They have some of the, they have some good stuff over there, especially if you like IPAs. But they have, they have so many, so many beers, man. So many and we've beers. got a couple, like two major tap rooms in the upstate that's real big into doing like welcome parties. Uh-huh. And so that's how I saw it. One of the tap rooms is doing a welcome party. Anytime a brewery gets distribution rights in Greenville, uh-huh. in Greenville, South Carolina, the upstate. They always have a welcome me party. So that's where I saw that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And um, you said 
The Dark Horses? The Dark, Dark Horses. Uh, yeah, Dark Horses, Up and Comers, Flying Under the Radar. I'll have to say Garage Brewery. They're not like a chain brewery, but like they're here in Chesapeake. And like they have some, they're not as popular. I don't feel like they're as popular as like your Veil or Bench Top or uh, um, it's like a, like, a, like, a, like a Smart Mouth because they only have like one location or, or even your Wazer Hunt. But like Garage Brewery is like my, probably like one of my favorite breweries in the area. It's like a, like a 10 minute ride down the street. They have great, they have great quality beers and they keep, they keep like, it's like they know what to keep on tap. Cause a, like a, a lot of breweries, you know, they, they might have like a real good beer, but you like you go back, they don't have it and they might like never have it again. But um, I feel like Garage Brewery keeps like good beers, a good variety of beers on tap. So they're definitely, I will say like my dark horse, my, like an underrated, you know, flying under the radar brewery garage. Are are they also specializing in the IPA or are they kind of more diamond in the rough with their spe- specialties? Um, I, I was like a diamond in the rough. Um, they have like, they have a good, they only have like maybe like a couple stouts. I'm not too crazy about stouts. I'm slowly getting, getting back into stouts, oh. but, um, I, like stouts were my like first craft beer that I enjoyed. But then I started trying so much, so many other like styles, and I kind of like was like, mm, I don't really like stouts anymore. But I'm kind of getting back into them. But um, they have like good stouts. They have like they have great sours. They have good like like two or three good sours, like five or six great IPAs. They have different uh, flavor ales, and they just have like a good variety for it. Literally, like, anybody who comes in, you know, like even Wayne, if you if you want something light, you know, like a light lager or crispy boy or something you know like they have something for you you know um, so i think not to speak for him but i think wayne would be very happy with loggers and stouts <laughs> okay stouts, a good ipa a nicely done sour we can talk we can oh, yeah. talk <laughs> yeah, they, have a, uh, they have a so it's a it's a a female-owned brewery and they have a boss lady sour like boss lady volume two boss lady volume three they're like like nine ten percent but they're very they're very smooth like very smooth nine percent sour is it college yeah yeah (laughs) very good though very good no bite it's not you like you don't drink you're not making any faces or whatever it's just it's just really good but it'll get you where you need to be you know so you tread lightly Reese, I really appreciate you taking your time to come on here and talk to us. Three crazy guys. Well, I know one of us is crazy, and that's me. <laughs> but, um, you know, we started this out last year, just three guys loving beer. And it looks like you've got a really good hold on it, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to do more stuff with you. I can't wait to talk to you on Instagram and to see your content. Absolutely. And again, thank you. Yes, sir. I think the man's done answer everything I had to ask. So, <laughs> well, one thing that um, we touched a little bit on the family aspect of the craft beer Instagram community, or just general, it Lord knows it spans farther than Instagram across the TikTok, across the YouTube. It's it's all over a lot of different platforms. Um, have I? But pardon any ignorance I have on the local geography of Virginia. But ha- if 
assuming you're somewhat close to some of the other Virginia beer influencers, have you ever decided, have you ever met up with the likes of Ruball or Crystal Hops RVA, a side of boobs, anyone else, any of the other Virginia beer influencers like yourself? So I haven't met up with um, any of the, you know, guys or young ladies that are close in the area, but I'm like an hour and a half from Richmond. And I did speak with uh, Crystal Hops RVA. And um, I told her that I'll be making a trip to, you know, like a little quick road trip, me and the wife soon to Richmond. So that's definitely in, in the works within the next 30 days, you know, um, sometime in August, probably, excuse me, probably we're definitely going to go down there and hit like a few breweries that I haven't hit and haven't went to in Richmond yet. So um, she just told me to just let her know when and we can make it happen. But um, the closest, my, my closest beer friend is actually Brew Brawler. And, um, but we haven't really, we, we haven't uh, linked up yet. I know one time I went to Momac and he said he lived like, maybe like five minutes from Momac. And I was like, oh man, I didn't even know. <laughs> so next time I go back, I'm going to definitely, you know, reach out to him and we'll definitely, you know, uh, you know, chop it up and share some, good, share some, you know, beers, have a couple, toss a couple back. I look you forward, know, actually speaking of Richmond, uh, I don't know if uh, you follow her or she follows you, but RVA Beer Mom. And yeah. her yeah. husband actually does home bringing. He looks like he puts out some great stuff. So really, really, yeah, okay, okay. that's good. To know. I can't remember his name. I'll send it. I'll send it to you once I okay. once we get off here. Yeah, but yeah, um, I think they're in Richmond. And um, yeah, yeah, I know exactly. RVA Beer Mall. Yeah, we definitely follow each other. I want to kind of start learning kind of about like uh, home brewing and stuff like that. I know there's so much that goes into it. But, um, you know, that's something I want to, you know, tap into, you know, in the future, in the near future, you know. I think it would be cool to try to brew my own beer, even if it's, like, horrible. But, you know, I can say, oh, I brewed it myself. You know what I mean? But I know it, I know it takes a lot to get a, get a good beer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's definitely something I want to look into in the future. All, all things start with trying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know if you don't try, right? All right, so usually at this part of the game, when we uh, go around table and talk about what we drank, I will review the two that I had. So while we're setting up, we had the Always Sunny in Citradelphia from New Grass Brewing in Shelby, North Carolina. It's a pure all citra dry hop India pale ale. And I know our, our listeners can't see, but um, it's definitely paying homage to Danny DeVito and uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Um, definitely a juice bomb altogether. And then I've had this in the fridge for a while from Edmund's Oast. This is a bitter heart. And this is a uh, American bitter ale, which I've kind of been skipping over because, you know, it's called a bitter. But I thought so. Well, this is actually a, a nice. Um, to me, it's almost like a hybrid between a, a like a Maybach and a. Uh, Hey, on the ESB, you know, it's actually pretty smooth. Multi backbone. <laughs> multi backbone. Yes. That's the new key phrase now. Multi backbone. And if anyone asks, if anyone ever asked what that logo is on the glass that Wayne just showed you, it's not a pirate ship. Oh, yeah. This Edmund, well, this is Edmund's Oast. <laughs> I saw the glass you poured it in, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. From Plank Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> Prior guest at our show. 
Well, Wayne went down to the low country with one of his beers, uh, as did I. This is we're really going to tease the, the the listeners with showing these cans on our on our interview, and they won't be able to see them. <laughs> this is from Charlestown Fermentary down in Charleston, also down in Charleston, I should say. Um, and this one, yeah, the, the can's funky. It's kind of got this little like space pod. I don't want to mm-hmm. miss. I don't want to like mislabel what's what space mission that was. I, it's, it looks familiar to me. Um, and then it's got all these little red Martians on the bottom. So the Telstar series, this is number 18. So this is a long running, long running series that they do. And uh, it's double IPA. I want to say it's like 8%. No, not important. Um, I want to say it's like eight, eight or eight and a half percent. But I wanted to say my favorite of that series was like 15 or 16, but this is uh, no less still good. It, um, it's got kind of a more of a subtle aroma and the flavor is kind of like that bright, hoppy, bitter tangerine type of flavor. So it's, it's nice and solid. So that's, so come down here again. We'll put that on the list for yeah, Charleston. Absolutely. I've had a, I want to say it's called Table for One from Charleston like a green can. It's on my page. I posted maybe like a few months back, but it was, I want to say that was my first beer from uh, Charleston Brewery and it was very, very good. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. So anyway, if you come down, if you come down to Charleston and give us enough advanced warning, we'll get a big group together and have a grand old time. There's a lot of beer flunters down there. Ooh. Quite yeah, a I'm, bit. Yeah. I'm not we got to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So um, I uh, started off the podcast with uh, drinking Keep It C. It's a double IPA from uh, from, from Commonwealth Brewing mm-hmm. here in Virginia Beach. Brewed with uh, Creole Cascade, uh, Centennial, and Columbus Columbus hops. Two row malt oats and wheat. It's eight point three. It was very it was it was very smooth. You know, not not too too uh, hoppy. Uh, the the body was some it wasn't too thick wasn't too light it was uh it was a very good beer I actually tried it after I had uh I picked it up today actually when I went to Casual Pint and um I seen when I was checking out you know paying for my beers I seen that they had it on tap so I just I was like you know what can I can I just try it? you know just to make sure you know what I mean like if I like it not times out of ten I'm going to like it but if they have it on tap you know why not try it. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? So I tried it. I'm like, hmm, okay, that was a, that was a good decision. And um, so while we're talking here, I uh, I text my wife real quick to bring me a another beer from the fridge, uh, and she brought me a uh, great notion strawberry I shortcake. Thought that was a great notion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, strawberry shortcake. I picked this up from uh earlier too, and it's a uh, strawberry shortcake uh, tart ale. Six percent, you know, got to wind down. So six percent is a little, a little, little lighter. It's it's very good. It's now, almost. Do they very, distro to you, or do you have to rely on shipments? Because I know they do ship straight from the brewery, or do they so, distro to you? So I, I I picked it up from uh, the tap house here. Okay. They just get you know they just order a lot of beers from like mainly locally, but sometimes they have beers from you know out of, out of state or whatever. So uh. The, the young lady that was working there today said that this was a few new ones that came in recently. 
we have like a like a, like a new arrival section. So that's that's, that's always where I go. So um, it was actually the last beer. Like I was in line, I had a six pack, and I was just like, you know what, that strawberry shortcake sounds kind of good. So I got out of line and went <laughs> went <laughs> went back and grabbed it, and um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's light, very. Uh, it smells it smells sweet, but I I definitely get the strawberry shortcake thing. It's got some creamy, kind of bready, cakey element to it. It's yeah. not just fruity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like a well, it's definitely well balanced for sure. Nice. Very sure. nice. Absolutely. Sounds good. See the color. Great color. Oh, yeah. Color. <laughs> Can't go wrong. But yeah, great. Don't you have some great beers, though? Great beers. Yeah, we've had a couple of them here on the show. Cool. Cool. All right, so before we dip off of here, we always give our guests the final word. So, Rel, Mr. Reese, whatever's on your heart and mind, the floor is yours. Um, first of all, I just want to thank uh, Wayne for reaching out. Um, when he reached out, I was, I was honestly, I was like flattered. I was like, wow, like, I've, I've never done anything like this before. Um, I'm honestly like not like a big speaker, a big talker, but when it comes to craft beer, I feel like I'm in my element. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just natural. Like I, like I love, I love craft beer. So it just, it just, it just, everything just flows. You know, I'm not even like, you know, like nervous to, to speak. And, uh, and uh, Chase, I, uh, we, we, we go back and forth all the time on Instagram, you know, commenting or, you know, just liking each other's photos. Or, so I'm just, I just appreciate the uh, opportunity. Hopefully we can do this again. I'm definitely open to do this again. And, um, Next time I find myself in South Carolina, I'm definitely going to reach out because I would love to actually meet you guys, you know, and uh, just Absolutely. talk toss, toss a few back. And like I said, I can't think I can't thank you guys enough for this opportunity, man. It, 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 mean, it, it means a lot to me. It really does. So, uh, Absolutely. Bye. Thanks for being on, brother, and uh, vice versa. Uh, if I could find the time to run up to Virginia, it would definitely be the first one I hit up. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. When Upstate Beer Boys go on tour and we invade, I mean, we go to Virginia. For a stop Inva- invades proper. Invades proper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Got y'all covered, man. Got y'all covered. Yep. When it comes to beer and fellowship, I mean, realistically, we could go on and on and on and on. And on. Oh, yeah. But we do have to have certain limits to our show. Right. So, right. unfortunately, this uh, brings us to the end of this episode. Just want to take the time to thank our sponsors. We've got uh, Upstate Realty. We've got Promotion Graphics, who built us an awesome banner that we take on site. Uh, the Greenville Craft Beer Fest. John Sharkey, thank you so much for inviting us last year. And hopefully we'll see you again this year, November 5th, Fuller Field, Greenville, South Carolina. And, of course, as always, our unofficial, official home away from home, the clock, t- the clock tower tap room and billiards. Eddie Whittingham, the man, the myth, the legend. Thanks for hosting us. And as always, you can keep tabs on the Upstate Beer Boys um, on Instagram and also on Facebook. And it would be remiss to not mention Mr. Chris Hitchcock, the uh, voice of the Upstate Beer Boys for our theme song. Thank you so much. Speaking of, I think I hear that tune. Which us, boys. I like the theme song, actually. I really do. We like beer. We like beer. 
think that's kind of hazy. <laughs> Lord will make it clear. We're just boys. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord will make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts from the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. We like beer. We like beer.